0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Picks and Bets Show on the Mayo Media Network. I am your host, Scott Simpson. As always, we are presented by Prize Picks. Sign up for Prize Picks using the link in the description below. Code MMN, get your deposit doubled up to $100. Me and LQ always say that's basically free money. Uh, And also, while you're there, please subscribe to the Mayo Media Network on YouTube and Uh, ring the bell right let us know you're here put some comments down there we love the interaction appreciate everybody this off season let's get to uh my co-host my partner in crime all fantasy season we've kind of been doing a shuffle the the board here to start uh the off season but man i was with lq every single week the real deal fantasy on twitter he's still verified i checked don't (laughs) worry uh proud to call him my friend how you doing brother good to see you again
1: What's going on, buddy, man? Today is a great day, special day. And hey, it's your birthday, man.
0: Oh, man. Birthday. Thank you, sir. I am uh, 43 years young today. I don't like saying old because uh, I-, I like to-, to have a young heart. You know, be silly, be funny. Uh, I don't take myself too seriously. Uh, but I will say this it is a great day. I took the day, spent it out eating pizza, talking to people I love. I told mm-hmm. LQ. If you can do it on your birthday, and we did chop it up on his birthday last year, I can, I can do it on mine. It's a privilege to talk fantasy football. Uh, let's get right into it. Uh, we're talking our prize picks. Now, right now, they don't have out individual games, obviously, but we've been talking futures. And we've been picking apart angles that we've been seeing. And as the offseason progresses, moves are made, changes happen. Amari Cooper gets shipped off to the Browns, opening up, we think, a nice little window there for our guy C.D. Lamb to hit his over. But the news for this kind of like last week the big news Tyreek Hill traded from the Kansas City Chiefs over the Miami Dolphins first of all what did you make of that trade before you even get into the price fix did that shock you did you hear about the rumblings of him not being able to kind of get that extension uh and then I mean how does that fantasy wise kind of hit you off the break
1: man it, it was shocking I mean out of nowhere is like the only words I can really like say because man like When you think about it, it's like Tyreek Hill, the Kansas City Chiefs, and Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, the perfect dynasty for the next X amount of years. And you're thinking like, nah, this is just rumors, you know, people just throwing things out there. And then an hour later from that first notification, he's in Miami. He's a dolphin, man. Like, it's nuts. And like, for fantasy, I feel like this puts everything in a shuffle. Like, you really start questioning Patrick Mahomes, you really start questioning, you know, Waddle now. Like, it goes on both sides of the board. And, like, overall, I think he's going to ball out. He had a career high last season. So he's coming over with that swagger, coming over with that bag, and, like, I'm expecting big things from him.
0: Yeah, he had signed his new contract in a gym, in a high school gymnasium on, <laughs> on Twitch before most oh God. fans even knew what hit him. You know they they weren't even awake yet, and they, I mean, listen, people in Kansas City probably don't even have the internet yet, so it took a few of the postal service had to mail them out their their brochure that said he'd been traded. Not good for them. I, I saw Travis Kelsey uh, tweet out just crying, just a crying emoji. Yeah, it you know? hit him like, hard, man. He's going to be overworked this year. I tell you that. I'm not going to call out an injury because I never want to do that because that's not kind of how we we approach football, but. <laughs> he will have an increased workload. You know that he is 33 this year. Is that, is yeah. that he's looking at a uh,
1: 34 pretty, pretty soon. So he's, he's going to break some records. Let's put it like that. He's going to have the volume, but you know, sometimes maybe a little bit too much volume gets you sloppy work. And I can see him being overworked and overused in this situation, but yeah, mm. I'm just gonna yeah. Leave it there. <laughs> All right.
0: All right, well, let's jump into the prize pick, by the way. Code M-M-N. No, no shocker. The Mayo Media Network. Uh, shout out to Pat, by the way. Uh, you know, during the Christmas holiday season, uh, I made a great purchase. Uh, with A little Christmas uh, cheer from Pat. You know, he pays us well here, I'm not going to lie. Uh, this is my compass uh, box. Uh, it's one of the best. It's called Hedonism. And uh, Pat, this is for you. Uh, LQ, you, you got anything there to uh, cheer yeah. for the birthday? Yeah, cheers to Pat. Yeah. Cheers for Pat. Cheers for the birthday boy and myself. Uh, this is one of my favorite scotches. It's the blend. It's invisible if it's behind my green screen, but I am drinking it. So uh, cheers to everybody out there. I hope, yeah, I hope you have a great day. And Pat, thank you, brother. I love you as always. Happy birthday, brother. Oh, ooh, as soon as it touches your lips. So uh, I think there's something that we need to touch on here with, with Tyreek Hill. Last year, you know, 1,239 yards, a, a nice total in a great offense. This year, now he's in Miami. His total over on prize picks, 1,100 and a hook. You always got to get the hook. It's a leverage up to one point. I get it. But you're looking at okay, 1,100 yards. What do you think about that number? Is that perfectly placed? Because, oh, man, I was it was hard as I went back and forth. It's a nice wedge for sure.
1: Yeah, it's definitely perfectly placed like I can see some people being worried. And I could see some people saying like he might hit the over here but based on how, you know, we have to figure out is Tua good. You know, we have to figure out how Waddle and him will gel together because man, I love Jalen Waddle and I love everything he was able to put on tape last season, but we're talking about Tyreek kill. And I think last year what really helped us to see him as more of an all around wide receiver instead of a guy that's like constantly stretching the field. Cause as you can see, as the years, his A dot has basically dropped down. So he's becoming an all around wide receiver, which we want out of him. But can Tua step up to the plate to be this all around above average quarterback to get him to this 1100 and the hook? Me, I'm going to take the over here because I believe in Tyreek Hill and that, and that offense will come together well. But I can understand if you're going to be taking the under as well.
0: Yeah. And, and I'll say that last year, Waddle did not hit that number. He was at the 1050 range. So uh, didn't like get that. over 1100. Uh, then you had Gasecki. you know, he had around 700 and some change. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, Parker gone though. That's a nice, that's a nice little leverage. I, yep. I, I like that. I'm going to take the over in this because yes, I know two is not going to get the ball downfield as well, but here's the thing we watched in that playoff game against the bills. You didn't get the ball to Tyree kill downfield. You got the ball to him on a crossing route and, you and homeboy, homeboy took it to the house. Right. Yep. So I, I really do think that he's still going to be able to get the yards now touchdowns, maybe not. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be the the gadget guy down there they got a, a lot of running backs now he's loading up on 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 different positions so Gekaseki in the red zone he is a beast uh is he 6-6 I uh, will ask Jason Sarni but you know <laughs> anyway uh, he knows Jason Starny by the way, shout out. Uh, you know he knows everybody uh, from the Dolphins. He knows their birth weight, like where they went to elementary school. You know <laughs> their grades. You know honor rolls. stuff. That's great.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: he's all into the Dolphins, uh, which is great. Uh, and everybody's really excited for them. They think they're the new Rams, but they're not. No. I hate to, but they're not. Yeah, it, it's terrible. Every every uh, offseason, there's a come-up for a team, a big come-up. The Browns also, we'll get into that in a little bit as well, uh, with Deshaun Watson have a, a come-up. So there is a groundswell. Uh, I do think there's a pushback, and I've seen a lot of narrative in fantasy. He's not going to be as productive. And I, I agree for fantasy purposes, right? Completely yeah. overall, he's going to yeah. be a little bit diminished. But I think Yardage could still be there, not on uh, excess volume, but just on his ability uh, to, to yak, right? That guy is yeah, a yeah. yak. Yeah, he's yeah. Able to get it, yeah. So please do sign up for prize fix link in the description code MMN Mayo Media Network. Uh, and we're going to do a little transition to the the aforementioned Deshaun Watson. Uh, all of the moral, legal, and all those things aside, which is really hard to say, uh, having uh, daughters and and wives and uh, you know, a wife and uh, but I know you you as well, yeah. Well, between between yes, um, Uh, yeah, uh,
1: I'm about to say okay,
0: Scott. No, 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 no. (laughs) Uh, one woman, man, my whole life. Let's just put it down, Uh, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, with that being said, uh, from a, a fantasy football perspective and from just an offensive perspective, I want to unpack this with you. So let's talk about we're, we're looking at a run heavy offense last year that was in the top uh, you know, five teams in running the football. Their offensive line is graded out by PFF as one of the top in the league as well. Uh, so how do you see Deshaun Watson being used? And how does this offense change? Does Stevanski still run 12 personnel more than anybody else? Or is it going to be a little bit of a, a, like a, a give and take? This is a skill set that he has. Let's see how it plays out.
1: Yeah, I think this is going to be a more balanced offense. The run-heavy offense was only there because of Baker, to be honest. I mean, you got to understand Baker had, you know, the Beckham that was in his head. You know, you had a Jarvis Landry. Not saying he's terrible, but he's not as good as he was, you know, when he was in Miami. So I feel as though, you know, you change to that run-heavy offense when you got a guy like Nick Chubb and you got Kareem Hunt that can catch the passes out of backfield. Now you bring in a guy like Deshaun Watson, where he can air it out and do all these great things, extend the play and et cetera, et cetera, just a lot better than Baker. So I think you do make it a more balanced offense just to have this offense to have some swagger, to have some gel to it. And I definitely think for fantasy, it's going to be great to see, you know, how this offense looks, you know, like you got guys like Amari Cooper. And then I I, got to be honest, I feel like they're going to get another star or another top prospect wide receiver in there wide receiver core because you know i like donovan's people jones but i don't know if he's that guy to be the wide receiver two just yet
0: yeah i was thinking about that too over the top and and uh, as a big play threat i love him. i think that yeah. you know if you, baker can hit him downfield then deshaun watson can <laughs> <laughs> will filler, uh the shit out of him so i think the
1: best kept secret nobody's talking about him right now which is great
0: yeah I absolutely exactly. love him dynasty scoop him or mine him data mine him whatever the young people are i got
1: my shares i'm happy
0: <laughs> yeah right bitcoin the hell out of him uh yeah. but uh i agree with you i think they need either a wide receiver signing i mean maybe julio jones i don't know but somebody maybe. or or a draft pick or, or somebody in in that yeah, top
1: prospect yeah. yeah
0: yeah and so uh that would give Deshaun sean watson just a little bit more juice i've heard Uh, People, you know, losing their minds, but probably all based in the Cleveland area. No offense. Uh, Do you see Deshaun Watson as a top five quarterback this year in fantasy? He's got the dual threat. He's able to run or is that offense and just where he's at kind of limiting him
1: Uh, pending suspension as well to play into this factor. I do not think he'll be a top five. If he plays the entire season, of course, he'll be top five. There's no question about it, because like I said, like we both agree that they're going to bring somebody in. And the guy that we're not talking about is David Njoku as well, who's going to be there and come back. And I feel as though like this offense can be something beautiful with Deshaun Watson doing it. So he's definitely a top five. And that offense, you know, they might be in the top five uh, conversation as well.
0: Yeah. I noticed Amari Cooper. Yeah. I've I checked out some mock drafts. You know what I mean? That's a guy yeah. in the mock, the mock streets. And I, I thought he'd be going a little higher being the number one wide receiver. Yeah. He's kind of scuttled to the back a little bit. Uh, do you see him finishing in the top 20, the top 15? Uh, where is his ceiling kind of his floor given? Let's say there is a full season with both. Uh, they both play. Are we looking at somebody who can get you, you know, 1,300 yards in this offense, or is it more like, you know, 1,100?
1: See, this is a weird situation. This is the first time I'm going to take this strategy going into this season. I'm going to be looking for Amari Cooper's, like, hype videos, body language during camp. Like, if there's a camera on him, I want to see him. Like, I really think he's, like, unhappy right now. I really don't see him – performing at a top level just based on how he was wheeled and dealed and it's not like he went to the best landing spot I know the quarterback coming in with controversy and he might face suspension still got Baker over there that's probably going to take on those you know x amount of games that he Watson's probably suspended so I can't really see him happy over there I can't really seeing him like welcoming you know to be a Cleveland Brown, you know what I mean? This is more psychic than, you know, his actual playing talent, because we've heard stories about Amari Cooper giving up on routes when he's not involved. We've heard stories of Mark Cooper not blocking when it's a run play. Like we heard all these stories. These aren't things that are just made up. So for me, I'm fading him completely regardless of who the quarterback is or what that offense looks like.
0: I, I like the bold call. You, you mentioned Ninjoku, and, and you know, there's a script we do. We go from you know, we're not just uh, you know ninjas who can go from nothing to something. I mean, sometimes we can. We do freestyle a little bit. But I will say this: uh, Ninjoku is on the show sheet. You you yeah. mentioned him before. You know, uh, top twelve potential. I think is kind of his floor, and I think his ceiling yeah. could be a little higher. Where where could he legitimately land in in, in the tight end kind of shuffle? I mean, last year we didn't see. Uh, I mean, at least I didn't see uh you know Schultz being the sixth uh you know, most yards. I didn't see any of these things happening. You know, I mean Schultz coming out of nowhere and being the third best tight end, uh, and then you know Zach Ertz being the sixth best. A lot of things just you know, Zach Ertz was free in, in best ball yeah. at the end of every draft. So um couldn't Njoku sneak into the top like seven or eight, even
1: I agree. Like his floor is definitely top 12. I could see him the ceiling, probably like top six, top seven in that range, just based on, like I said, all, all the suspension rumors and buzzing five to six games or six to eight games with Baker. I don't know what this offense looks like. You know what I mean? It might still be that run heavy offense. So it's more so we're chalking it up to be whatever it is, whatever the outcome is.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I do like uh, Austin Hooper gone out of here and Harrison Bryant to me. Uh, he could do this a little bit in the move, you know, tight end role, but he's undersized. He's not going to be on the field on, on 12 personnel that much. If you're, if Harrison Bright's blocking for you, <laughs> not, no, it's not great. You're not, dude, yeah. So uh, that's how it goes. That's and as Lansky knows this, he watches the film. So, all right, I, I like it. Uh, let's let's pivot real quick. Uh, I do have to say, shout out to your Rams. We're going to just keep shouting them out, you know, because, you know, we're we're going to talk about, Uh, Allen Robinson in a little bit because you know and Mm -hmm. I can't I talked about it with with Stepmom Lauren when we came on a couple weeks ago but I want to hear from you Mal since apparently you like the Rams that's a that's a rumor (laughs) I've heard Uh, but we're gonna save it for the last uh, segment but let's get into a little wide receiver dynasty who would you rather have and you had some good ones we're gonna we're gonna kind of go tier-based uh, to kind of mid-tier, a little bit higher tier, and then we're going to go into second-year bust-out, break-the-bank the players who've got great potential. Yeah. So let's start with Michael Pittman, now Matt Ryan's, uh, you know, uh, underling, liege, something, is his Robin to the Batman of Matt Ryan. Uh, yes. And then Darnell Mooney, who is, you know, with the developing Justin Fields uh, as the QB, you know he's going to start, there's no more, Question about the red rifle getting in there and throwing (laughs) interceptions. So uh, uh, how how do you size these two going into 2020 and kind of beyond in dynasty?
1: Man, this is so close to me just based on their situations. You know what I mean? Like we're hoping and praying, you know, Darnell Mooney remains that number one target. Eating up 140 targets isn't, you know, anything to be slept on. And he looked good in that role, the workload. Pittman is such a stud man I just love Pittman's game and Matt Ryan comes in he elevates that game somewhat to a point where we're just praying that Matt Ryan can just be average just do what you did in Atlanta don't get worse you know what I mean don't pull Carson Wentz on us you know what I mean just be solid just to keep Pittman afloat but if I had to choose man as crazy as it sounds I'm going Darnell Mooney, man. Like I really feel as though Justin Fields is going to take this step forward. Matt Nagy is out of the way. We might see a new and improve improved offense. And I, I definitely like Darnell Mooney as the number one target
0: there. I, I will say this. I'm going to lean that way for, for now as well. And it, it touchdown wise, Pittman had six last year. Mooney mm-hmm. had four. Mooney has more anti-regression, I guess, or, or progression or whatever. Yeah. Uh,
1: it's and what, whatever and the
0: kids are saying, whatever, whatever the young people, the analytics community, you know, are saying. Um, but I will say this: with Pittman, he's got Jonathan Taylor there, and that just kind of the 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 game script at times. What we've noticed is in some of these games, you don't need him as much at and and you can lean on that run game and that offense did last year. It'll be a little bit different, like you said with Ryan. But yeah. Ryan's not fleet of foot; he he can't. I mean, he can move less than Carson Wentz, so you know oh, the that, run game,
1: that too. Yeah. yeah. So That's
0: true. It's, it's going to be a little different. He he does get sacked, Matt Ryan's one of his favorite things to do. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of like the, the Mooney uh, ascension on that respect. Let, let's jump down to another one. Uh, a QB uncertainty for both of these studs last year. I'd be you know smitten and excited to, to kind of roll these guys out and, and kind of bro- boast about it, puff my chest up. You know, I got DK Metcalf. You know, Deontay Mike Johnson, <laughs> and now. <laughs> I've got freaking Drew Lock, and then and then I've got Mitchell Trubisky. I yeah. mean, this is just like shit's creek, right? It's terrible.
1: Yeah. And what's crazy is it's like what scares me about Drew Lock being the starting quarterback is Pete Carroll's like doubling down, and then DK Metcalf is publicly defending Drew Lock. So I'm like, are you guys seriously going into God, week? Are, are you doing? <laughs> yeah, like you're going into week one with him as the quarterback. What? So that's what scares me a lot about DK. And we got to be honest, when D- DK shown us a little diva in him last season with Russell Wilson. So what do you think he's going to do with a terrible Drew Locke. You know what I mean? It's going to be a little turmoil in that locker room. And I don't like dealing with, you know, drama that reflects on the field as well. And you can tell people give up on routes. People do weird things like that. And I just don't want any parts of it. So me, I'm going clearly to my boy, Deontay Johnson. He is the volume king. Follow the volume. Like, if you type his name on Twitter, the GIF, type in Deontay Johnson, you're going to see me say, follow the volume. Like, that's all you need to do. And I understand Mitch Trubisky is over there too. Like, come on, Scott. Like, he's responsible for Allen Robinson's back-to-back top ten performances. So all he needs to do is just be above average. And Deontay's going to eat, man. So clear, clear across the board. Give me Deontay Johnson.
0: Yeah, I, I can't wait for for DK Metcalf to invite uh, Drew Lock to one of his orgies and see oh. how. <laughs> I think that's right about to happen. Russell Wilson really left, yeah. you know. DK He's like, asked, yeah, man, you're weird. I'm out of here. And stuff like, hey, man, you know, I will run that go route, but hey, what, you know, UNC, you, you can come over to foot the orgy. <laughs> you know, I'll catch two touchdowns this weekend. You, you know, oh so God. yeah, what in the world, DK? Keep it in your pants, bro. Uh, anyway. Uh, let's get down to the to the heart of the issue here. And this is some, you know, we, we talk second-year players here. Mooney is uh, going into his third year now. So, yeah. uh, a little bit different, same with Pittman. Uh, and, and I think Deontay and DK as well. So, a little bit more value now in the second-year wide receivers. We're going to talk Rashad Bateman versus Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, oh, man, Amon Ross St. Brown. Nobody was hotter than him the last three weeks of the season. He was mm-hmm. in Fuego. <laughs> And Fuego. I mean, he was winning people championships. Yeah, People were just, uh, you know, hailing him as the king. Uh, I, I, Sounds I very know. familiar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i familiar so, every season. <laughs> yes. So uh, how are you approaching both of these guys going forward? Who would you rather have uh, maybe short-term next year and then maybe long-term? Is it the same? Is it a different player?
1: So I think it's the same long-term, but more so I feel as though – Bateman is way cheaper than the mon Saint Brown hype train right now. You're going to pay top dollar just based on what he did last season with the injured T.J. Hawk, injured DeAndre Swift. They just signed D.J. Chark. So it's just like it's going to get a tad bit complicated when you go to send that offer because you're looking at it like, why am I paying top dollar right now just based off of a hype that happened last season? When I can get Rashad Bateman, who's literally – their best wide receiver, I feel as though, for the Ravens, like moving forward. So Sammy Watkins should be out of the way. I don't think they're going to bring in any other, you know, veteran prospects. Like I'll be really pissed if I wake up tomorrow and AJ Green's a Raven, it'll be one of those situations. Like why, like, why'd you just do that? But
0: long-term I'm going to stick with Bateman, man, just
1: being way cheaper.
0: I, I love this call. The value there is embedded in Bateman. You saw, uh, kind of flashes last year. They you, you forget, Lamar was out. And so he was flashing at times. Huntley, yeah. and I, I liked his aggressiveness going to the football. I mean, you saw it in Minnesota as well. He's a gamer. He's a baller. He put the ball in his hands. He gets you the first down. That's what he does. And sometimes he breaks it too. Uh, so I, I really do like the Bateman value. The the Amon Ross St. Brown, you trade him if you can, right? Like flip, him. flip, flip The thing Pitt.
1: is, like, what people don't understand is, like, this will be the time to trade him because I'm not going to miss any sleep just based on the return I'm going to get from, you know what I mean? Like if I'm going to be in that situation where I can get a good guy or a value pick in the rookie draft or whatever, I'm not going to miss any sleep if he does end up top 20, top 25 or whatever. You know what I mean? Cause he's not a top five top 10 player because everybody thought that about Brandon Ayuk and then he finished wide receiver 35. And what did he finish the year before that wide receiver 35? So here we are
0: i like it i like it uh he is the real deal on fantasy he's a real deal fantasy on twitter i should say uh go give him a follow if you're not i don't know what you're doing if you're not he's verified right and then when you like your stuff when you like your stuff you go oh look at me i get verified likes i love it i just treated him all the time so i can feel good about myself anyway let's let's jump to the last segment i teased it before i do like the rams and uh i do like them probably because i like you and so it, you know, it bleeds over into my work relationship. Don't tell anybody I'm biased. Uh, Alan Robinson signed. You talked about him earlier. Mitchell Trubisky propping him up. This same Mitchell Trubisky here. This is uh, a, a Super Bowl winning quarterback in Matthew Stafford. Uh, woo, that's so exciting. He's undervalued. We know that. Uh, how high are you kind of looking at him for for redraft? When are you targeting him? What's a fair value do you think you're willing to go grab him at in your, your August drafts?
1: The general consensus, I think it's like fifth, sixth round. I think the only reason why he's there is because of what people saw last year. But you have to take into account of why he played that way. I mean, it's public information. they not want to play on the tag. And anybody who knows when the wide receiver is frustrated and playing on the tag, you're probably not going to get their best performances, especially a guy like Allen Robinson, who proved himself two seasons before that. You know what I mean? So why would I – play my all, risk injury, commit to a team I'm not going to be on next season to mess up my bag for the next team. And that's literally the situation that played out as a Ram. So me in drafts, I'm going to take that value and eat it up because we could possibly see Two Ram wide receivers as top 15 players. And we've seen this before with Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, finishing at top five wide receiver at five. So this is something that we can see just brewing out with Allen Robinson being that guy who can get in those later rounds, mid-round, whatever you want to call it, to be one of those star-studded wide receiver twos with wide receiver one upside most weeks.
0: Yeah, he, he's going to fit into wide receiver two theory uh, this year for sure. And for, mm-hmm. for those who do not know, it's the overvaluing of wide receiver ones that then creates a pocket of, of value for wide receiver twos, who maybe they will not every week outperform, but have the potential to veer into the wide receiver one uh, category each week, like you yeah. said, and I think Robinson is a great candidate for that. Uh, speaking of the the kind of position he filled, uh, Odell Beckham Jr., teamless. You hate to see it coming off the injury, yeah. but he did. Play like great in the playoffs in the Super Bowl with the touchdown. I mean, I, I loved it. Great story. Where do you see him landing? It's crazy.
1: It's the injury timing that it happened. So we might not see him get signed until maybe October, November. Because honestly, he shouldn't be back on the field at 100% until, you know, how long does it really take? I never had that injury to know, but I know it takes about like eight to 10 months, you know, to get back to, you know, walking, running, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, the Rams, if they make a deep playoff run, don't be surprised we sign them. We signed Eric Weddle a week before the Super Bowl. So don't be surprised you see something like that, and it ends up being like a weird two-year contract where this year he's only this amount of cap at whatever the case may be.
0: It's interesting. Everybody just is penciling him to Green Bay, and I see lots of Green Bay fans who are not happy about it. And they're just <laughs> like, stop it! Stop it! So Why
1: not, though? The thing is, it's if he did go to Green Bay, i love that fit. At least, you know, with him healthy going into the next. I love that fit if Aaron Rodgers is committed. I mean, you've seen Aaron Rodgers turn Devontae Adams to this mega star. Like, I do think there is a balance there between who made who. But, man, Aaron Rodgers, he really made Devontae Adams that legit wide receiver. He can do the same thing with an Oda Beckham.
0: He's smart. That's the thing. He, My favorite play from two years ago is when he gets up to the defense, he reads it. He looks at the safety. The linebacker, he smiles. Grins.
1: That grin is that's a serial killer grin, right oh, there. I'm going to light that. this defense oh, up right now.
0: Something <laughs> terrible to this guy right now. Oh, it feels like you keep it in your pants, buddy. He, he's got like, oh, look at that look in his eye. Like, don't, yeah, like that is no, sick. That's a I sick know, man. man. Oh, yeah, he's. It was so it was so killer and sick. I loved it. So, yeah, he could do that with anybody. Uh, speaking of, of somebody who I don't think he could do this with, uh, what do you think about Jarvis Landry coming out and saying, I'm worth $20 million. Also, here's an invitation to my 31st birthday party. <laughs> come, yeah. come on, with the uh, ball.
1: man. You know? That's terrible because I, I feel like if Jarvis Landry would have said this three years ago, give it to him. I think he wasted those years in Cleveland when he should have, cash in elsewhere i always hated the move to cleveland like I, I despised it but he still was a volume guy that had all the types of the upside and stuff like that but man i really wish he would have said this three maybe even two years ago bro i i can see it like i right, hit him off with 18 maybe not 20 but this is just crazy right now this is yeah.
0: nuts that, that that christian kirk money got him uh eyeballing uh, i mean that pissed everybody off to be honest i would be too yeah yeah I, I love when teams uh, reset the market inaccurately. Uh, and there's always that one. It's like when a really beautiful girl dates a, a loser in your school, and you're like, oh, gosh, she, she, I could have gone out with her. I should have asked. I should have asked. Her. Oh, gosh. We had that happen in my school, actually. One of the ugliest guys. Uh, yeah, Horse Teeth Griffin himself. He got like one of the prettiest girls. It's terrible. Shout bro. out to you, bro, if you're yeah. watching right now. Oh, his dad owned like a like a sewage company. I'm sure he's a millionaire right now. The guy's got <laughs> you know, seven front teeth and hottest girl in high school. Good for you, bro. Uh, <laughs> all right, I, I, I'm not touching Landry if I'm a team that has money to spend. No, um, but 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 he could be a Falcon because they've got nobody on their wide receiving course. So yeah. if you want to eat a little humble pie, maybe get down to twelve million maybe maybe at 36 million for 3 years or something like that right yeah. and you Just get some incentives ten. yeah give them that you could you could be uh pulled off there so well i got to say this has been great as my, my, like a birthday it's one of my top birthdays it's it's not italy oh, yeah. it's not you know it's not spending the, the day at a winery in italy like i did one year uh and coming oh, home that's to take mommy and you know all the other good stuff uh that was a great time but this is this is one of my favorite birthdays i got to hang out talk fantasy football uh and i got pretzel pizza earlier today so you can't, you can't mess Ooh, with I that. oh i did see
1: that actually nice
0: yeah. oh so good so uh i gotta say i am scott simpson i'm nimble w numbers on twitter please give me a follow uh my guy real deal fantasy where else can we find you besides twitter
1: Oh, man, you guys can find me everywhere. You can find me on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, still active over there, sharing content. And of course, here at the Mayo Media.
0: Oh, I love it. Uh, Please do check out everybody here at the Mayo Media Network. We've got, of course, Pat. You know, he's our leader. We've got Pete Overzet, Stepmom Lauren, myself, everybody else, LQ. Uh, please like and subscribe here as well. And then go link. The description is down below for prize picks. Go hit that, right? Get in there. Get that $100. I've turned mine into now $400. I didn't want to tell anybody LQ. I'm kind of, you know. <laughs> I'm building it up. Uh, uh, yeah, you uh, bought uh, me the
1: shirt. You bought me I the shirt, that. too. So thanks.
0: Oh, you look great, by the way. And I uh, hope next year we will not be working probably on our birthdays so uh, <laughs> happy, happy birthday to you uh, yeah. for this year. and <laughs> yeah. uh, this has been great thank you everybody for watching and have a great week we'll see you guys next time peace